What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang for being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And this is the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. Thank you for being here. Thank you for joining me once again for this most important message of the week. This is the Blue Chip Mindset, part of the Blue Chip Mindset series. This is episode number 26. I know you guys are saying, where are the other previous episodes since a lot of people are looking for uh, more content lately because there's a void been left. Unfortunately, people are finding and finding other content creators. But what we do here on Wednesdays is we take our focus off the relationship dynamics between men and women because, honestly, it is of no consequence to you when you do it the right way. All right. But there are significant consequences when you focus 100% on that effort in that direction and you don't put your money on your mind and your mind on your money. All right. So a lot of you people, a lot of you people need to find direction and get to the right. You, you need to get to the right source. You need to be using your attention, your money, your meat, money, energy, attention, and time in the right direction. And so today what we do is, is, is I give you a couple of solutions. I highlight some of the issues that you should be aware of that I think are going to be important uh, from a standpoint of a young man developing into a man, man, and uh, men that are looking to get an edge in this world today because the world's changing dynamically. And I did put on this title, this is your last chance at success. We had our opportunity. We got jiggy. All right. We got jiggy and brushed dirt off shoulders. You know what I mean? We poured crystal on girls. Now then that that has changed. That's over. All right. Jiggy time is over. I know people want to get jiggy and all that stuff, but it's not time to dance. It is time to tighten your belt. All right. It is time to get your pants above your damn uh, uh your damn underwear now. All right. You guys got to tighten your belt. This is going to be real. And when I say this is your last chance of success, I'm not saying it's doom and gloom. It's not over. Uh, there are going to be people out here that will continue to make money uh, because they're going to put their money, their minds in the right perspective. They're going to continue to do well. All right. Just look at some of these articles that I'm going to share to you, share with you. Uh, but we're going to provide solutions within some of these things that we highlight. So you got to pay attention because somebody wants me to organize these thoughts so I can say, so here's what we're going to do and then give you one, two, three and four. All right. So, no, we're not going to do that. You better listen. And this is why I do podcast formats, because I want to weed out the weaklings. All right. Listen, I'm not trying to be famous here. I'm not trying to get a whole bunch of views. I'm trying to help the few. The, the few people do well, and if you're too lazy to listen to the whole thing or you want me to paint it up nice and neatly in a nice 10-minute video, that's your problem. It ain't mine, okay? It's your problem. If you don't get the information and apply it and you're not patient enough to sit here and do it, it's your problem. It ain't mine. But by the way, go get my book, The Free Agent Lifestyle. And uh, some people do ask me this question, and I used to provide in my coaching program, which I will start back up um, um, at some point. But uh, some people ask me, what books, what books should I read? Number one, you should read The Free Agent Lifestyle, all right? That is your freedom book. That is the new Frederick Douglass's autobiography, all right? That is the autobiography of a former Matrix plugged-in NPC slave becoming a man almost on his own, okay? That is the book that you need to read. The second thing you need to do is put the rest of the books down and go get some experience, Go get some experience. See, we can read all the books that we want. 
and we can try to get all this knowledge and see from this person and get all this motivation and come up with these philosophies and say, hey, I read this book and I became a better man. I, I read this book and now I understand how to do things. But until you actually apply yourself, all of the knowledge is of no relevance. It means nothing. Okay. Listen, I've had, it's the same thing as when you go to college. Yeah, you passed all the final exams. Now get your ass out here and do something with that information. All right. Can you do something with that information? And a lot of times you get knocked on your ass because you got that degree and then you show up on the job and then experience counts. And that degree only got your foot in the door. Same thing as those books. Yeah, I love books, too. However, I can read all the books and I can get myself at the door. But then when the experience starts to happen and I need to make a sale and I need to learn how to close, then I need to have fundamental skills. And then I need to learn the hard way. I got to get knocked on my ass and then get back up there. All right. And go, wow, I got knocked on my ass today. Now I need to come back. I don't have time to go read the book. All right. So forget about the books other than the free agent lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, get out of the tutorial hell. And, and, and to be fair, you know, I'm a YouTuber and you guys can learn a hundred thousand things on YouTube. OK, you can learn how to do damn near anything on YouTube. But until you pick up a wrench and you start getting up under that engine, OK, getting up under that car and then putting that wrench to the to the nuts and bolts, it don't mean a damn thing. You can watch all the videos you want, but it don't mean nothing. All right. So anyway, anyway. Appreciate y'all for being here. Here's how your voice is heard here. OK, there's no super chatting on this on these uh, on my platform uh, because this is real information. They don't want you to have. Who is they? They they consider this message the most dangerous message on YouTube. And this is one of the most dangerous messages on YouTube because I'm trying to free your mind so that ass will follow. Pause. So the way you make your voice be heard or support the program, because this program is 100% supported by the people who view these videos, is Cash App. All right, Cash App, PayPal. Or you can become a sponsor on, on um, Patreon or on Locals. So if you're listening on the podcast, which a lot of brothers do, I get like 100,000 views, 100,000 listens per 24 hours or seven. I don't know how it works on SoundCloud and on Apple and Google and all of those uh, plays there. But it says I'm getting 100,000 listens. So, hey, people are listening over there. So I appreciate you guys. I think it's a week, 100,000 in a week. So that's significant. If you're listening and you're driving a truck, or you're somewhere out in the field, you're delivering, whatever you're doing, you're driving Uber, the way you can contribute is uh, dollar sign CGA live. All right, that's how you do it. And this message is going to be is, you know, when you're when you're sponsoring, supporting the message, you allow the message to go on. Um, and I was talking about this yesterday, do not take these opportunities for granted. Not all of us are going to want to do this for the poor for the prices that we're doing them. Not all of us are going to want to do this for what we have to put up with for getting these messages out. So uh, take this for what it is. Not all of us will even be here tomorrow, as we learned. So don't take it for granted that people are going to be here forever, giving you guys information and freeing your mind. You never know. All right. If you're at the human resource department right now because you got turned in, let them listen to this podcast today. This is a this is a podcast that they can listen to. What's the PayPal? PayPal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. When you get there, it'll probably say something like G7 Performance Training. Yeah, that's me. Um, so anyway, where are we at? Let's get into the show. Um, we do have some people that have already hit me up on the 
on the cash app so i do want to acknowledge them this is what we do this is why you let your voice be heard so appreciate you somebody said uh mr loud pocket said this is his third visit to the human resource department hey man don't let the hr program uh don't let the ladies in the hr hear you listening to this program <laughs> uh because they want you to be npcs who else is in here Mr. Jones is in the building. We're going to call him Pac-Man. He says, yo, coach, keep the message alive. New Patreon member here. Appreciate you, man. Uh, Patreon members, what's your benefit? You get exclusive content. You get access to the Seeking Arrangement streams. And then you also get, um, this is Seeking Arrangement strategy, all right? We have to tell it what it is. Every time I go in on that, people are like, what? Go over there and see what's going on. I open your mind up to the new world out here. New world. And thank you. And you also get, you also get on Patreon, The Money Mindset, which we're going to have one tomorrow night. I have a guest that's coming in. We're going to have him. He was available to come in uh, uh, tomorrow. So we're going to have that as well as the evening live stream. So be ready. Be ready to be on the lookout for your link to Money Mindset, which is an exclusive group. It's at the top level, second second tier, second to top level on Patreon. And we go deep diving into uh, business content, network, marketing, strategy, business, YouTube. We use all of those things that I give you the dirty, dirty inside details on how to do it. Okay. Uh, real estate. We talk about everything on that group. So appreciate you over there. Pure Bama. Check you out. He says, what's up, coach? I got money. Pure Bama in that truck. My man, he's doing live streams over there. So go check him out, man, when you can. Pure Bama. All right. Who else is in here? Mr. Gourmet says CGA is the best part of the day. This is the best part of waking up. XL Pro Services says activate eliminates failure all right activity eliminates failure activity eliminates failure you guys got to start putting uh what as they call it you got to put feet to the street you got to actually start doing um doing some of these concepts that you actually study and did and especially when we're talking about dating you guys got to put these things into practice or else if you don't you're going to get caught up we had a guy said the other day he spent a thousand dollars dating girls online and he ain't got one piece of piece lead I mean, now we got to really start strategizing and going, okay, you really got to start holding the line. Sometimes you got to back off. Sometimes you got to figure out where you're making mistakes because you don't want to waste significant money like that to try to try to get to that goal. Sometimes you could get to that goal and then that will give you a better indication of where you're failing. I mean, in this world today, you don't have to spend a thousand dollars just to get pats on the back and the head. Shout out to Jamal in the building. Jamal W says that notorious CGA intro beat slaps. All right. I, I choose the best beats for my channel. All right. I wish I was a DJ, but I chose the best beats for my channel. Yeah, that beat is on point. David McFarland, shout out to you. Appreciate you for being on the cash app and we're ready to go. Shout out to everybody. And what's Joe Biden doing this week? Let's go ahead and check out what Joe Biden's doing this week. I love those barrettes in the hair, man. I tell you what. Look at her. She looks like she's 19 years old sitting there with a, like a little lady on a race car. Man, Joe. <laughs> she looks like she's 19. Boy, you got a thing for the young girls. I know, but I see you, boy. I see you, boy. You're my boy. And when it comes to this, Joe, I'm with you 100%. I do Biden for sure. All right. I definitely will do Biden when it comes to this. So thank you, Joe. Uh, have you guys noticed what happened over the last couple of years? I've been warning you guys. I've been making content for years. 
This is going on the completion of the fourth year. I will be entering into my fifth year by the end of summer. And so uh, I've been telling you that this is going to be a great wealth transfer of what's going on. This is why it's going to make it more difficult for you to become successful because in the last couple of years, and I said that this was going to happen, this is why they call me Coach Jadamas. I said the wealth, the rich is going to get richer and the poor is going to get poor. Um, many people will operate in their NPC programming and become desperate, lazy, content. And uh, the people will dangle, the people who are the wealthy people will dangle uh, a little bit of shekels in front of you and you will become complicit. You will fall asleep. You will fall under a hypnosis in which you think, oh, it's okay. I'll just back away. I'll just stop working. I'll take my foot off the gas. I'll, I'll take whatever they dangle in front of me. Uh, they know best for me. They know what to do. And then you shut your, you shut your passions down. You shut your activity down. Or you, 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 you lowered your frequency. And you didn't realize that at this time, I've been telling you, they become, they, there were people becoming richer and there were a lot more people becoming poor. And a lot of people that were in that lower middle class rung, you guys became poor. There's no way you became richer. Okay. And so let's go through this. We got several slides here. Hey, what, what, what happened to that slide? Did they delete it? Oh, they deleted my slide. I see how they did me. Where is it at? They literally deleted it. Can y'all see it? Because it's gone. All right. Shout out to you. Oh, there it is right there. Boy. I was like, they literally deleted it. <laughs> All right, so here it is right here. The rich get richer. World's wealthiest profit in the pandemic. How odd, because you got broker. All right, you got broker. These men, net worth went through the roof. All right, and these were also consequently the people who told your ass to slow down and sit down, okay? Sit your ass down. Let me read a couple of pieces of these articles here, not the whole article. Two years into the global pandemic, that has changed uh, life in so many ways. Some American families are still struggling to recover, all right, which I would say with most American families, and we'll talk about that in a minute. C-19 left behind physical and emotional wounds, same as psychological wounds as well, and also many financial hardships that we're experiencing today, and, and um, including the worst economic downturn since the Great Depression, all right, doom and gloom, all right, but while the poor took a hit, the world's rich is became richer according to forbes some of the most world's most richest people who run the biggest companies saw huge profits of course while you were sitting at home with their personal wealth growing immensely during the pandemic it says the report says that from 2020 to 2021 the wealth of jeff bezos grew 64 billion and he lost 32 billion in a divorce as of thursday his net worth stands at 177 billion elon musk is now worth 151 billion despite that he spent $35 billion on Twitter, maybe like 40 an increase of more than $126 billion. Whoa, all right, right behind Bezos, Musk, and Zuckerberg at $97 million. Who saw a $42 billion spike during the pandemic? How does this happen? Government relief in the form of payment protection program served at the, as a big source of capital for corporations during the pandemic. Now, that transitions me into this next slide, which is this one. This is how the rich became richer. This is how I saw people. There were a lot of people scamming, but there were a lot of people who I knew who were wealthy and company owners. This is why I told you to start an LLC long ago. I didn't want to take any PPP money, but a lot of companies and people took PPP money that was um, that, that was meant for small businesses, that were meant for 
uh, people who had small business and employees, and they pillaged it. They became pirates, and they profited off of those things. If you didn't have an LLC or a legitimate, a legitimate company, you didn't have this opportunity to meet this criteria, and thus, you were set back, especially if you had no ability to uh, you know, be ambitious. It says COVID-19 relief fraud led to billions in taxpayer funds, taxpayer funds, taxpayer funds, payment, uh, paycheck protection program, loan loss. And how much was this loss? You'll be shocked. A total of $800 billion was earmarked for relief by the Small Business Administration during the early days. And they did two phases, if I'm not mistaken. And it says, um, let me see here, the, the, the number, it says officials can't say exactly how many billions of dollars in PPP loan fraudsters made off within the last couple of years, but they know it's a lot. I heard it was up to 100 billion, 100, this is a B guys, this isn't million, 100 billion dollars potentially was pillaged from the coffers of the taxpayers. What did these people do? They turned it into profit. Not only were these small businesses, not only were these hoods fraudsters, these were people who owned major corporations and the money wasn't intended for them, but they still took it. They still took it and this was the taxpayer money and they became richer off of it. They became richer off of it. This is going to basic this is going to basically make it difficult for you to be successful because they've already cornered the market and that, and they have excess funds to capitalize on opportunities quicker. That's the difference between you and everyone else. That's the difference between us and everyone else. If you don't have funds to capitalize on opportunities and flip that money or parlay that money into bigger money, you're going to lose. We see this happen in the market. We see this happen in some of these Bitcoin markets. People park their money in some of these places and they inflated the market and they got you excited. You put $5.55 into some of these markets. And then as the market inflated, they doubled and tripled their money and then they pulled it on out. And now the market failed. All right. So the market then began to crash and crumble. So um, then you lost all of your money because you only had a couple of shekels to go ahead and put in. You only had a couple of shekels to put in and um, they took all that money out. This is a basic strategy of stock market, right? A lot of people will do that. They will make, hey, look, go invest over here. Here's, here's these opportunities over there. And they'll put their money in. As you're putting your money in, they uh, inflate the market and they pull the money out. What do they call it? Pumping the stock? I think they call it pumping. They, I think they call it pumping, if I'm not mistaken. They pump it and then they they pull all your money out and you lose all of your investment. So you guys got to be careful. Yeah, pump and dump. That's what they call it. They call it pump and dump. They call it pump and dump. So be careful with pump and dump. And um, they they get you like that. And these this is because they have excess money to put into the market, right? You have $5. They have $100,000. They pump it. And then when you put in $10 more because that's all you have, and they put in $100,000 more, uh, more and then they pull all the money out. They pull the plug. They dump it. And then you lose everything. And so what happens is 100,000 people put in $5. And they put in $200,000. And then they pull all of y'all's money out. All right. So this is a basic strategy, pump and dump. And you got to watch out for pump and dump, right? Not only women have to pop pull out. <laughs> not only do women have to worry about pump and dump, men have to worry about pump and dump. 
all right, uh, especially when you're investing. So be careful when people tell you stuff like buy the dip and all of that stuff. You guys got to understand that when the dip is there too, people with excess money will buy dips too. And then they'll dump that and then dump it right into your lap. All right, let's get into more. I'm going to close some of these tabs as I go or else my computer's going to freeze up. This is the biggest fraud in a generation. The looting of the C-19 relief plan known as PPP. Okay, this is the biggest fraud in a generation. I would have to ask, what is the other fraud in the previous generation? Yeah, y'all don't want to open up that can of worms, right? Because I can give you a couple of frauds in the previous generation that will have y'all head spinning. They bought Lamborghinis, Ferraris, Bentleys, and Teslas, of course, lots of Teslas, many who participated in what prosecutors are calling the largest fraud in U.S. history, the theft of hundreds of billions of dollars, hundreds of billions. This is why y'all money looking funny right now and taxpayer money intended to help those harmed by the C-19 pandemic couldn't resist purchasing luxury automobiles, also mansions, private jets, and swanky vacations. They came into their riches by participating in what experts say is the theft of as much as $80 billion or about 10% of the $800 billion handed out in C-19. Now, what they're identifying are just the fraudsters. They said at least half taken by international fraudsters. They're not talking about the big major corporations that took money also as well. So a lot of big corporations took money as well. And you can look that up as public information. All of these big corporations that took money. Okay. And a lot of these people took money and became Instagram famous and they walked out there. And now they have, a, they have, they actually, many people are still sitting on this money. They're still sitting on the excess money because they never had to use it. But they're using this money to get into investments, flip it, launder it, whatever you want to call it, um, parlay it. They, they're using it, and this is what's going to prevent you from being successful. You're not going to be able to jump on opportunities uh, as easy as they're going to do it. These people are going to be able to clean up when the foreclosures start to happen. These people are going to uh, clean up on investment real estate opportunities and make it legit money. You're not going to be able to do so. You're not going to be able to buy homes with your 10% down, with your FHA loan, with your VA loan. You're not going to be able to do it, but these people who took this money is going to make it difficult for you to do it. All right, and this is why success now, This again, I said this is one of the greatest crimes. Behind, behind every great fortune lies a great crime. This crime is going to allow you to become poorer. Okay, especially if you're in level one of what I call the cash flow quadrant, which I borrow from Robert Kiyosaki. I don't. I didn't create the cash flow quadrant, but it's one of the things that I try to give you as a gift to know and understand. So this is the second book that I would tell you to um uh, to invest in. If you didn't read his first book, it's a good book. I think this one was more impactful for me because I've always wanted to be self-employed and a business owner. And this book explains how to become that. And this also tells you that when you're in a position to do so, not only do you have freedom, you have opportunities to capitalize on other people's money to become wealthy. For instance, if you had an LLC and you were a self-employed or a small business owner, you could have participated in the PPP loan situation and then made that money, more money for you, actually putting you in the success category. As long as you weren't defrauding the, the, the system. You were able to do so, and you were able to then join the people who became wealthier. 
A lot of people have LLCs because that's part of their blue chip mindset. They already have an LLC or they already have trusts or they already have S-Corps. And then when the opportunity presents itself, they didn't have to go down to the small business administration office and fill out the paperwork. They already had it. They already had it. Not only are they flipping the PPP loan money, they are also flipping the um, they're also flipping the bank's money because they the banks want lend, they want to lend money out. And not a lot of people are taking money right now or uh, being lent out. So people who have excess money and people who are trying to loan shark their PPP money are willing to give it out at good interest rates. And these people are using these other people money to become investors. This is where it goes. This is why if you're just an employee and you're trading time for money and you're going to continue to do so, you're going to be in the danger zone, as Kevin Samuels used to say. Because we'll get to why you're going to be in trouble if you're still over here chilling in the employee box. You're going to be in trouble because you can you can push all the time you want into trading that for money. But at some particular point, you're going to come up with a fat L. Not only that, your time still is the same, but the money is different. Depending to like the money, the value of the money decreases and declines per day. So they actually steal from you by, by becoming an employee. They actually steal from you because the time you worked today is not worth the same dollar amount you got paid today by the time tomorrow comes. I hope you're with me. Okay, by the time tomorrow, like tomorrow. You earn $25. Let's say you earned $25 yesterday. Uh, today, that, that money is worth $22. But tomorrow, you're going to put in the same amount of time to get the same $25, but they're going to give it to you. By the time tomorrow comes again, it's worth $21. <laughs> so you got cheated. And you're going to continue to get cheated if you continue to operate in the trading time for money category, but that's all, that's all good. Self-employed zone. I've been self-employed. So if you want to know here, I've been self-employed for the last 10 years for the last decade. Uh, so this is where my experience comes in, my expertise. Uh, but what I'm trying to become as a business owner, meaning I'm trying to take advantage of the delegates, delegating. Delegating is how you become wealthy. You use other people's time, even if their energy, uh, what they produce is significantly less than what you would do, right? Like I, 100% of me is probably worth 30% of someone else. So if I get three people and they give me 30% of effort, I could probably still make more money as opposed to me doing 100% of it. Because at some point, I'm going to burn out. At some point, it, I'm not going to be able to put in that same effort. However, if I can get an NPC to work for me, or if I can get a piece of technology to work for me, I can make more money by becoming a business owner. So the income does not depend on active work from me. Use other people's time to make more money for you. That's the next category. Some people can go from employee to business owner. Guys, if you're not doing this, if you're not doing this and you're staying right here as your main solution, number one, you're going to, you're, you're going to basically burn yourself out. Uh, you're putting your faith into these people who are hiring you. And at some particular point, um, the money you're working for today is going to be worth less tomorrow. I mean, you're not going to get over. You're not going to get over. Some of you guys can be comfort comfortable and content, which is fine. But again, your comfort and content is going to be hinged on the market. Right? So you get paid $60,000 a year today, but your gas prices went up. Your food prices went up. 
Okay, inflation went up. Your ability to buy a house uh, went up or your home values went up or down. You're stuck. You're stuck. And you don't have extra money to invest because many of you guys are on tight shoestring budgets when you're an employee. You're on a tight shoestring budget because your money doesn't fluctuate. Anybody that's ever, and this is the benefits of this program here. Anyone that has ever worked on commission or uh, bonuses or any of these type of uh, things where you work on a, uh, where, where you get paid to kill, you eat what you kill essentially. There's times where you have significantly great months and you can get great months of $50,000 of income in one month. You can make more in a month than people make in a year. And it's one of the most fantastic things. You take advantage of, of your best efforts or you get a bonus. You take advantage of these things. And so you, may, you maybe you got residual income or several streams of income. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing because many people will never experience that in life. They'll never experience it. You'll never experience because you, let's just say, most people are content. You get $2,500 a month in your bank account and you get it on time. You get it. You know when it's going to hit your pay, uh, your direct deposit. You get it and you go, hell yeah, there's my money. But you'll never experience one month you get an extra $7,500. And you go, whoa. What if you got an extra $7,500 on top of your $2,500 paycheck? Wouldn't you be in heaven? You'd be like, holy mackerel. What if you repeated that over and over again? What if you repeated that and as you kept repeating it, the money kept escalating? You're like, wow, oh man, boy, I got an extra $5,000 this month. Oh man, I got an extra $7,500. Oh boy, I got an extra $9,500, right? You'd be going crazy. And I guarantee you it'd be that much more difficult to go back to the employee market. You never will want to go back. And 85% of people are doing exactly that. Or they're at least trying to just get to the employee mark. Okay, they're just trying to get to it. They're just trying to get a job. They're trying to get a job. And then what, what happens? So I actually they're going to buy some rims and be back to broke, which is, which is okay. You know, I mean, most people are going to do that. You're going to be back to broke. I'm going to do a couple more points here. The investment stage. The investment stage is where you make money hand over fist. Okay, investment stage means the income does not depend on active work. You basically are getting dividends. You're getting results of uh, things that you invested it in that turned into wins. Um, your investment could be into a business. Your investment could be into the market. Your investment could be into real estate. It could be into your business. You can invest in your business. So basically, you you take the money you make, you invest it back in your business. And then it does itself. So you basically, your business has become self-sufficient. It runs itself. Okay, investment, investing is where you make your big money. And this is where compound interest comes in. Oh, also, it comes in the, the form of, um, of multiple revenue streams. All right, that can become an investment as well. So say, for instance, I have a skill. I have knowledge and information. I create a course. The work that I do, I invest X amount of dollars to create a course or write a book, which I've done. I've done three books. All right. Many people have written eight books. Now, the process of writing a book sucks, but I'm going to invest that time. But I no longer have to duplicate that process every time I sell a book, meaning I sell a book. I don't have to write the book every time. I write the book once and then I sell it 100,000 times. That's an investment and that's residual income. So that, that is considered an investment. We, we are, we're not just talking about stock market and crypto and whatnot. Investment of your time. 
to make something to be able to sell over and over. That's a mindset that more, most people don't have. You want to write the book and your ass can't even sit down and write the book. Okay. And let me just say this, and we'll go to the contributors. Let me just say this. Never miss an opportunity to do something. I know you think tomorrow is promised. I know you believe tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow. Tomorrow comes, you don't do it. I'll do it next week. Tomorrow, next week comes, you don't do it. I'll do it the next year. Well, what if there's no next week? Did you see Groundhog Day? What if there's no tomorrow? <laughs> what if there's no next year? What if you die? See, I know people don't know this, but there's two guarantees in this world, which is death and taxes. So you might not be here for very long. You might think you're going to be here for very long, but you don't know and you never will. So you might have to do today what you're putting off as Popeye used to say. Popeye used to say, don't put off tomorrow what you can do today. You might have to write that book today. Okay, you got to do it today. Because if you don't do it today, you missed out on the golden opportunity to, be, to immortalize yourself. You missed out on the golden opportunity to get residual income, not only for you, but your family once you're dead and gone. Okay, And you did, and, and I know people missed out on this opportunity, and now you got to be kicking yourself. You got to be kicking yourself. I can't believe, I can't believe he didn't write a book. That's what I'm saying. I said that to this day. I'll say it yesterday. I said it today. I can't believe it that that didn't happen, but it happened. Missed out on golden age opportunities here. So uh, create a court. This is called an investment. And you guys, it's just not about knowing the market. And here's the one thing, man. Investment is they, somebody sent me a money request and they meant to send me money. Hey, <laughs> you meant to send me money and you sent a money request on PayPal. <laughs> what the hell is going on here? You want me to send you money? I'm going to call your name. Oh, no, nah, no, nah, he figured it out. He figured it out. So uh, let me go and do these uh, cash apps. Yeah, he sent me a bill. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold up. Now, I'm not here to pay y'all. <laughs> you know, sponsor the show. I'm not here to pay you while I'm doing the show. Where are we at? Uh, and these aren't in particular order. So the people that I'm going to name first aren't the people who did it. So shout out to, uh, let's see what your government name is. I got your government name. He says, keep being blessed. You do not, you don't have to mention me. Okay. Appreciate you. Uh, appreciate you for the support. I don't have to mention his name. Thank you, sir. Let's see who else we got here. I got a couple of bills from people. I got a bill from my boy who does my editing for the, um, the coach Adam coach CGA quick hit channel. By the way, I'm revamping all of my channels. <laughs> I got to start all over. You know what I mean? Uh, so all of the lower, smaller channels will be just started over. And I'll do a channel drive to get you guys over there. And like, look, let's start all over again. You know how they do me. Shout out to Adrian Paul. Adrian Paul is in the building. He says, since 2020, I've made the most money, had the most time, and have the, having the most fun, peace, quiet, and freedom, nothing can compare. And I know Adrian Paul personally, we linked up. And um, here's the deal, man. Uh, this philosophy of this free agent lifestyle is, is one of those things. To me, it's been my cheat code to life. And what I had to do is sacrifice certain areas of my life up front. Eventually, it ended up coming back tenfold. 
you sacrifice up front and it comes back tenfold. But a lot of guys don't want to give this up. And I'm always on you guys, pause, about this women and dating and PUA and picking up and, and strategizing with women. I think it's absolutely foolish to pay that much attention to it. It's absolutely foolish because what I now know and what I've shared with you on many of ways is that putting your efforts towards that is fruitless. Wealthy people don't do this. Now, they may end up having a vice that caused them to lose their millions of dollars. But they never not get money first and then go get the women first. They never do that. <laughs> um, did you see the movie The Wolf of Wall Street? Anybody see that movie The Wolf of Wall Street? I'm just going to use it as an example. Not saying that it should be a philosophy. But they had a vice, and the vice was drugs and women, which a lot of men have. However, did they get the drugs first? Did they get the women first, or did they get the money first? I want you to ask yourself that. They ended up getting women, and they had women however they wanted them. Did, in, the, in the entire movie, pay attention. What did they get first in order for them to get the byproducts of the money uh, of what they got the money first they made sure they had the philosophy of the money and then they indulged in the vices i got now, money i'm gonna say this try not to make drugs and women your vice you can enjoy them without them destroying you enjoy them without them destroying you but let it be known if you don't get the money first, getting the other things are going to be that much harder. Or by the time you get them, you're going to go, you're going to flop fast. So do what you have to do first. The rest is byproducts. And these women are trying to tell you and you guys are getting mad. They're trying to tell you. I'm not trying to wait. Let's, let's hear a woman tell you and I'll transition back to the uh, sponsors. This woman's trying to tell you, and I know it seems shallow. I know it seems whack. But they're telling you what's going on now. Here's the thing. You know, if you're broke, just say that. Don't be mad at me for charging people for my time, materials, and efforts. God. You know, one thing I could never relate to is how people enter relationships because they feel like the person has potential. They're going to be working their way up and being big one day. Let me tell you one thing about me. I ain't no damn ride or die. Oh, no. If you're working your way up, let me know when you make it. Okay? Because I'm not trying to struggle with somebody and go through the mud. I'll meet you at the end. Let's, let's exchange numbers when you're the CEO. Okay? Potential? And out of that, my heart, yani, it just vibes with what's happening now, you know? Potential, but out of. Now, one thing that men are going to say, and they're going to say this out of frustration, they're going to say, well, look at those type of girls. Those are the girls you're going to try to go get money for. Well, you're obviously not a part of my CoachGregAdams.Local.com. You don't realize that the best looking women that you've ever seen, they ain't going with your broke ass. All right. They're not going with you. It ain't ever going to happen. All right. So just put that dream to bed. Mr. Sandman, we're not going to bring you a dream today. 
the next part I'm going to tell you is the 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 women that are going to tell you, well, money doesn't matter. What they're going to leave out is these two things. Number one, they tried to go with men with money and they flopped. They figured out real fast that, guess what? These men with money either cheated on me, they didn't have enough time for me, et cetera, et cetera. And by the time they're old, dusted, broke, busted, and disgusted, now money doesn't matter. But believe me, they went after the guys with money. Number two, the women that are going to say this, they're not even worth looking at long enough for you if you made anywhere close to six figures. I can guarantee you they got to be nothing special. So please save your breath with me on this. I know way too much. Now, if you live in Tupelo, Mississippi, if you live in Columbus, Ohio, and you have never left Tupelo, Mississippi, you've never left Des Moines, Iowa, and Columbus, Ohio, then I'm going to tell you the first thing you need to do is get the hell out of there so you can get a reality check. Because the women you're chasing around there, the hottest chicks you're chasing around Tupelo are fours and fives in major cities. All right. Just that number one. So I don't want to tell me about, don't tell me about the hot chicks you're getting in Tupelo. Second point, if you ain't been in step, set foot out of this country. (laughs) If you haven't set foot out of this country. I don't want to hear anything you have to say about how anything works in regards to women and men and whatnot. You have very small data to provide me any details about anything. Okay, you have very small data. So I'm just going to let you know. You just got to open yourself up. And this is the point of the free agent lifestyle. Again, I'm not being critical of you, but the point of the free agent lifestyle is you got to move around to get a realistic perspective of what you're dealing with. I know people that have never left Milwaukee, Wisconsin. The closest that they left Milwaukee, Wisconsin is to go to Chicago when they think they've seen something. They think they've seen the world. They went to Chicago. Oh, boy, I went to Chicago. I know everything. You know nothing. (laughs) You You know nothing. All right? I'm glad you went 90 minutes and 90 miles down the road but you know nothing. Your data point is lacking right now. You have no significant data to make a determination of how things work. (laughs) Anyway, people from Milwaukee know what I'm talking about. Them people be like, I went to Chicago. And (laughs) what? (laughs) Traveling is going to give you an open, realistic expectation of how things work, how things work. And then the more bigger cities you visit, and the more people that you involve yourself around and networks and women, then you realize how things work. I trust me, most people, if you guys are messing with straggle daggles, that's all you, you have messed with straggle daggles your whole life. And you know nothing. And then you get up here and want to rate the women you see on TikTok. Give me a break. You, you got to get out of Tupelo. <laughs> Give me a break. You know absolutely nothing. So please, let's go live. Do you have a passport, sir? You got no passport? I can't even listen to you. They went from New York to Connecticut. I went to Greenwich, Connecticut. I went to Hartford and Bridgeport. Mm. 
<laughs> you know nothing. And that's what it is. Just go ahead and chalk that L up. I've been to 49 of the 50 states. I've been to every major city here in the United States. I've been to small towns you never even heard of. Okay. And it wasn't on a Learjet. I've been everywhere here in the United States. I, so never tell me, well, you just live in California. You don't know. Tell me, I've been in every major city here. I've been to 49 of the 50 states. I've been in several countries and continents. It is what it is. I know enough. I've seen enough. And I've been in Southern California for almost 25, 30 years. So I've been in the beast. I've been in the, in the belly of the beast. I mean, if you've never lived in New York, California, Atlanta, Houston, Chicago, New York, um, any of these Miami, San Francisco, and you've always been in a, you know, a wannabe big town and you've never been out, you know nothing. Trust me. I, I'm not trying to belittle you, but you don't have enough information at all. <laughs> you don't have enough. And you've never dated someone that was out of your league. Like, I'm going to tell you, I dated someone that was not, she was out of my league, meaning she was out of my league, not just beauty, beauty wise, beauty wise. She probably wasn't really all of that, but she was out of my league economically. She was out of my league socially. She was out of my league experience wise. She was out of my league educationally. She was completely out of my league. And guess what? I got a lesson. I got a lesson in life. And this woman was younger than me. She ran circles around me. I was like, shit. So what did I have to do? I had, yeah, DC, I had to really reconstruct what I thought. Because you think you guys are ready to date hot women and women out of your league. You're not ready unless your mindset is ready. If, you're, if you have the proper mindset, then you're ready to date people out of your league. But if you think you're ready to date models, you're not. <laughs> did I hit it? Of course I did. Come on. But people are like, man, I'm ready to date hot chicks. I guarantee you, you're not. You're going to get ran over out here. These girls start when they're young and they start these games of manipulation that, dude, that you're not ready. So be careful what you ask for and who you're rating. Oh, she's a five and she ain't all of that. Go out there and date a nine. She's going to run circles around you. You know why? Because she's had to survive in this game. You're playing a game that she's been using for survival way long. You're just using it for entertainment and to get some stank on your finger. And she's been using it to manipulate men with big old fat wallets. And she'll milk you. <laughs> she'll milk it, milk it, milk. She'll milk your ass dry. She'll milk your ass dry. <laughs> uh... Anyway, let's go ahead and continue with the message. I'll get to the cash apps. Somebody says, the girl, Apex Predators. Apex Predators, man, you guys aren't ready. Uh, let's see here. We're going to keep the class, cash flow quadrant out. Let's talk about this uh, right here. $1,400 stimulus checks, the reason for the surging inflation. So now we, we're going to go back to what this money game is about. You guys took those stimmy checks and you ran to the mall. And you went out there and you bought your Louis Vuitton purse and bags and you went out there and bought meals and tickets to Detroit or from Detroit to Las Vegas. You went on Spirit Airlines and you lost your mind. All right. You went out to Vegas for the first time and you was like, oh, man, the, the hottest women are in Vegas. <laughs> All right. And so 
Of course, you didn't realize that you're going to pay all of that money back. So let's say you took two STEMI checks. I believe it was two or three rounds of stimulus checks. Um, and they had additional child tax credits and all of these things. So what it would have amounted to three, um, $3,000. Let's just say $3,000. If you bought, if you took $3,000, I guarantee you, you have paid that money back. You've lost in excess of $3,000 in the next year. Not only that, you were taxed on that $3,000. So you lost being taxed. You also lost at the gas pump. You're also losing at the grocery store. You're losing money by taking that handout. And of course, now hindsight's 2020. Anytime you're dealing with the government, just realize they don't know a damn thing. Okay. They're employed by you to make mistakes about money that you contribute to the taxation system. And then they spend it frivolously and do crazy things and you believe in them. I can't, I can't understand it. I don't know why people do it. I've been warning you against it, not saying the government is bad people. But I'm saying they're clueless. That goes down from the president. I don't care if it was Trump or Biden or whoever you want it to be. They're clueless when it comes to you because they're out of touch with your reality. Remember, they were going to help you and they promised like $2,500 a, a stimulus check and they whittled it down to uh, 1600 or 1400 All right. Thinking that that was going to help you and it's now killing you. It's harming you. And then they sent 35 billion into Ukraine, and then they gave 8 billion to the Jack Kennedy uh, Foundation. And all of the, they, they gave them significant money and they gave you peanuts. And I guarantee you, you spent it all. You've actually lost tenfold of that stimulus check. Whatever that 3,000 is, you down tenfold at this particular point. Now, the economists are saying that the stimulus check made the inflation worse. Let's give them an L. Of course, it would. You can't print out that amount of money. And in an analysis, and then that analysis from the Federal Reserve Bank of San Francisco, four economists argue that the real reason the United States is experiencing higher inflation than any other countries is the extent to which the federal government issued stimulus checks and spent federal money on C-19 relief. All right. And so there's an extended article here. If you guys want me to leave links to these articles, if you want. Okay. Um, you can, you can do so, but this is why you're not going to be successful. The windows closing because you're dependent on programs like these, which you end up losing. Look across the country, gas over $4, just about everywhere. And if you're in Southern California, Nevada, you're in the $5 mark. All right. If you're driving a, um, 91 octane vehicle, you're in the $6 category per gallon. Okay. $6 per gallon. All right, so this is what's going on. New York at $4.06, but a lot of, you know, inner city New Yorkers don't even drive. All right, so what's happening here? Let's see, do, do I need to get rid of this one? Yes, I discussed that. The biggest fraud in a generation or in, in history. Uh, we're going to get rid of that tab and get rid of the gas tab. We don't need that. Andrew Yang says the stimulus checks aren't to blame for the record high inflation in the United States, but not all economists agree. Of course, Andrew Yang doesn't agree because in his program to run for presidency, he was promising like $1,400 a month. So in his opinion, oh, of course, the government giving money is a good idea. Well, but not many people agree with him. You're going to be under these conditions for another decade. For sure. For guarantee. How about this? Not only did you guys get a couple of hundred ducats. All right. You got a couple of hundred ducats. But it's creating this process of 
food shortages. Now, I've been reporting on food shortages for a year and a half. And then the turn of the year, I actually did a video of a grocery store where I went aisle to aisle and I went through certain areas and I said, these shortages are becoming noticeable, meaning the 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 products are being pushed to the front and they're spread out. So you'll see four boxes of cereal of the same brand as opposed to one box and a long row of them in the back, right? You'll just see them all pushed up front with no empty space in the back. And I said, these food grocery storages are running short. Now, there were some people that tried to disagree with me. And they were like, well, you're just at the sugary, uh, the sugary cereal aisle and that doesn't indicate a food shortage. Well, it didn't take long for Joe Biden to run out here and say, there's going to be food shortages in the summer. And I was like, I told you. Not only that, you're having a problem feeding babies now. One in four babies are fed by baby formula for, for several reasons. Women work. So I could focus on my career. Uh, some women are on drugs, meaning, well, they're on recreational drugs, so they can't breastfeed. And they're also on drugs related to either mental health or some sort of medical disorder, like they have a liver condition, a kidney condition, and they're taking something like um, a pregnizone or something like that, which is going to be a steroid, which the doctor is going to then say, you cannot feed via the teat. Okay, you got to go ahead and get some formula for them babies. And so if one in four, 25% of babies are dependent on formula, but there's a shortage, uh, this is your inflation working, man. This is crazy. And so right now, Several cities are running short on formula, right? They're running short on formula. That means babies aren't going to be able to eat. They ain't going to be able to eat. And that's going to impact a significant amount of families in here. Not only is baby formula running short, cat food is running short. Oh, no. Say it ain't so. Say it ain't so. Not cat food. Not cat. Not only cat food's running short, dog food's running short. Oh, my goodness. Now, what is that? Dude, these are impacting women. I don't know if you guys know. It's going to end up impacting you. But these are things that women have depended on for a long time to make it easier for them to do whatever they want to do. Go to work, get a job, and replace men with pets. You know, the pet mom thing that I've been talking about for a long time. Now it's affecting them. Cheers. You going to have some? Okay. Tuck in. Eat. So these are things that are going to affect your ability to be successful. Not only you, but it's going to affect women's ability to be successful because they're going to say, well, you know what's going to happen? Supply and demand. Uh, the minute the grocery storage gets the popular brand is going to be at a higher price, right? Supply and demand. That's what's going to happen. People are going to say they're price gouging, but they're going to say, hey, we got limited supply of this. So then the price goes up and then these people are going to say, what am I going to do? So if you have young generations of female pet moms and they're in the great resignation and they're struggling economically, they're going to turn tricks for, for pet food. Guys, I've, I've seen it happen. So I know people don't think this is happening. I've actually experienced this. I, I didn't turn any tricks, but... I've actually experienced, I've had one person tell me, hey, I have a couple of pets and pet food's getting expensive. I said, damn. <laughs> We've been talking about this. Guys, go back to my main channel. I've been talking about this day coming since forever. I've been saying invest in Purina 
I said, invest in Purina. I've been saying that for damn near three and a half years. Have I not? If you've been here long enough, you heard me say invest in Purina. I'm going to have to pull up some of those videos. I've been saying this since forever. And lo and behold, here it is. Here we are. We're here. Guys, we're here. All right. So what else is going on here? Uh, let's go to, uh, let's see here. What are we going to go to here? Oh, this is a good part right here. All right, I'm going to leave this leave this alone here. Let's go back to work. We'll go back to the works real quick. On uh, jobs, we'll go to jobs. All right, so why it's going to be difficult for you to be successful in the future? Number one, um, jobs are going. We have the great resignation. Did I even bring that up? Uh, we're talking about, I did bring it up somewhere. Let's see. Oh, here it is right here. Great resignation. So you have uh, millions of people, millions of people not going back to work. Uh, they lost their appetite for commuting and going into the office and whatnot. People have tried to go into transitioning their jobs to work at home since people already done that. But that's we were going to do that anyway. But the 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 uh, the pandemic sped it up. We were going to be there in 50 years, but we just got there in two years. So now a lot of people are not ready to grind anymore. They're like, I don't want to grind anymore and work for this job. I hate this job. And so people are resigning from their jobs. I talked to someone yesterday that said people are walking away from $90,000 a year jobs. They're walking away. And many of them, sometimes they're parlaying that and taking advantage of the window that it's open now. This is the optimism part. There's a window open that these people can say, I can use these skills to actually become more beneficial to me than working for this job. Meaning, if I know how to do something, I can go on YouTube and become a expert in it and create a course and sell and become a, I can do that as opposed to go to work every day. This is the window that's opening for that. If you're not taking advantage of that right now, you're going to be closed out because this YouTube thing is going to close down. It's going to close. So people are walking away from jobs and they're saying for the new grads, this is going to be good and bad at the same time. They're saying, Hey, says right here, um, he says, there are plenty of good news for the class of 22. Record numbers of people are voluntarily quitting their jobs, meaning there are more openings. Employers plan to hire 26% more new people this year than they did in 2021. And they said there's optimism for uh, uh, grads, but they said, uh, since uh, two years ago, people were losing their jobs or being furloughed. The people who had jobs were pretty much staying put. College students were seeing opportunities vanish and all of this stuff. But but what's happening is it's gonna make it's gonna make it more competitive to get the best mark uh, best jobs. Meaning, if you are a college grad, you gotta have to be on the blue chip. You're gonna have to be a blue chipper. If you're a college grad and you graduated from the State University of Fullerton, uh, you're not gonna be in the upper echelon of people to command what you want. You're gonna have to come from Georgetown and George Mason and all of the all of the higher upper echelon blue chip universities that people were cheating to get their kids into school. That's why people do things. This is why you're going to be behind on the success wheel because you didn't have opportunities to cheat the system. Uh, the window's closing, okay? Uh, let's see here. Let's go ahead and continue a little bit further. Uh, we're giving you, and somebody said this is depressing. Oh, it's not depressing. It's time to get on your horse, Tonto. <laughs> I told you, I told you to get on your horse two or three years ago when I wrote the book, The Free Agent Lifestyle. This is not a game. 
the next phase that we're going to go into, obviously, there's going to be something that bubbles 10 years from now and becomes the great thing that turns around this economy. <laughs> this is great news, but you better get on your you better get on your horse. Or this shit, I, I, this is the realest that I can put this to you. But you better get, this is real. This is real. And if you want me to not talk about it and let you just experience it, that's going to be your fault. Let me go full screen and say that again. If you want me to not talk about it and let you just experience the wrath and because you're not prepared and you just want to be like, well, if I don't see it and acknowledge it, it ain't happening. That's going to be your ass. It's going to be you. It ain't going to be me because I'm trying to look for these opportunities. Somebody says indirects to AMS. I don't even know what that means. I don't even know what that means. There's no indirect. I don't need to take shots. AMS is a friend, so I'm not taking shots at him. The great resignation has changed the workplace for good. That's permanent means. It's, it's changed it permanently. Have you seen this right here? I've showed you articles that have indicated this is a permanent change. We're not going back, says the experts who coined the term. We're not going back. We're not going back to corporate jobs. We're not going back. I mean, they're still going to be here. I see corporate buildings completely empty right now. Empty. New ones. I seen a new building from a credit union that was built. It's ready to go. Lights turned on and everything, and it's empty. <laughs> I'm like, God, dog, all right? There's no turning back from the workplace changes brought by the great resignation, according to the experts who coined the term. There's some doom and gloom for you. It says, since the time millions of Americans have quit their jobs, a record 4.5 million workers walked away in March alone. This is March 2022. 2022. The in initial surge was due to the backlog of re resignations since the workers weren't quitting during the height of the pandemic, meaning they kept their jobs. And they said, once they tell us to go back to work, I quit. They also were burnt out, unhappy, and reevaluating their lives. That, uh, that's what happens when you unplug. Essentially, what happened is this is where you got you. What happened was they got comfortable working short hours in their shorts and pajamas. And then they didn't have to commute an hour up, an hour back. They had, didn't have to sit in traffic. They didn't have to grab cups of coffee at Starbucks. They actually spent less money to work. And they kept more of their money instead of putting it in the gas tank and putting it at Dockers, uh, Dockers clothes and, you know, at, from Old Navy, they actually literally got to keep more money and use a and live off less. And they said, wait a minute, instead of sitting in the car an hour, half a day and thinking and being a, a hamster wheel, they actually said, wow, this could be my life. Some people turn to YouTube, OnlyFans, Instagram, TikTok. And they, they started making more money on the side than they did at their regular job. Right? So then they start reevaluating or they started becoming uh, experts in their field. Okay? So they're going, what's going on? A lot of them quit their jobs because they just didn't want to work. They were like, I don't want to work no more. Do you have a solution? Not really. So it's anyway, yeah, where's the work chick? Where's the work chick girl? They, they, this was her right here before the pandemic. You want to pay your bills? You want to pay rent? 
You want to get Starbucks? You better work, bitch. You want to get groceries? You want to feed your cats? You want to watch Netflix? You better work, bitch. So the millennial culture typically are the ones that have the greater impact because they're the, going to be the biggest workforce in the next 10 years. Most of the workforce will be millennials and then Gen Z and Gen X, right? But baby boomers are done in 10 years. They're not going to be working. So um, the millennials will be the greatest workforce in the next 10 years. And a lot of them, they like, forget that. I know somebody who's losing their job next month and they haven't budged one bit to find a new job. They letting the job, it's a restaurant. They letting the restaurant close and everybody's telling them, well, there's job, there's job wanted posters everywhere. Why don't you go get it? And they're just like this. Well, you know. You want to pay your bills? You want to pay rent? You want to get Starbucks? You better work, bitch. You want to get groceries? You want to feed your cats? You want to watch Netflix? You better work, bitch. And don't underestimate the phenomena of the seeking sugar daddy OnlyFans and Instagram thotting, tick thotting. It's huge business. And I know, guys, man, I, I feel fat. I feel bad for you. Uh, more opportunities for immigrants, coach. Yes, the immigrant. And this is the great thing about immigration, which is part of the part of the things that are going to change the direction of the country. Immigrants are coming in. They're they're gobbling up these jobs that the millennials are leaving on the table. They're gobbling them up and they're coming across in major ways. Two million per. What's the number? Is it 2 million per year or 2 million? It's not 2 million per month. 2 million immigrants per year. I just heard a commercial, uh, not a commercial, a news segment in San Diego said they naturalized 800,000 immigrants per year. 800,000 per year? Jesus. So it's 200,000 people coming across the borders per month and they naturalized in San Diego alone, 800,000 or something ridiculous like that. I couldn't remember. The number floored me. And I was like, wow. So immigrants are going to take this country over. Okay, Millennials are going to leave the bag open, right? This is why you're not going to be successful. The window's going to close on you because you think some reason that, that America owes you something. You think America owes you something and they're just going to somehow turn back to white folks and black folks. Hey, y'all. All right. It's time for y'all to earn. They're not going to do it. You don't have the work ethic. You don't have the work ethic. You don't have the desire. You don't want to do the little things. You think everyone owes you something, and it ain't going to happen. I mean, even if they give you reparations, that's going to be a debacle, a massive debacle. Somebody says, but reparations, it's going to be a massive debacle. And people don't have any foresight to know that once you print that check out, the crime rate will explode. <laughs> okay, I'm just letting you know right now. It will explode of a massive level. And not only that, you basically equalize everybody. So they were poor. You had you had two dollars yesterday. So if everybody had two dollars yesterday, today everybody has a hundred thousand. You just you just flooded the market. You basically devalued the hundred thousand dollars. I know people don't disagree. I they disagree, but let me just tell you something. Um, you guys are killing each over over a hundred dollar sneakers right now. You're, you're shooting each other for over $100 sneakers. Imagine if everybody got a $100,000 paycheck right now. It'd be disastrous. Not only that, if you flood, if you give everybody the same thing, you devalue it. Meaning if everyone got a bachelor degree, um, there was a time where no one had a bachelor degree or very few people. And then everybody said, 
get a bachelor's degree. So the process of you getting a bachelor's degree made everybody's bachelor's degree devalued as everybody got one. Right. The more people that got bachelor's degrees, devalued bachelor's degrees, that means you had to get something more than a bachelor's degree. You needed to get what? You need to get a master's degree. So if I hand everybody one hundred thousand dollars, it devalues the hundred thousand dollars overnight. Overnight. And then it makes me want to take your hundred thousand dollars. It gives me a motive to get yours. It's going to be to me. Just just look, all you got to do is try it. All you got to do is try it. Take 15 people. <laughs> if give take 15 people and say, I'm going to give each one of you people 15, uh, $100,000. Now, on that, I'm going to give you the address of everybody that has this $100,000. I'll give you the address and telephone number of everybody, meaning I'm going to identify specifically who got the check. I guarantee you the people who all got the check will be at each other's door armed to the teeth <laughs> like this. Got to get my bag and run. <laughs> you be a mark. Matter of fact, you know what I'm also going to do? I'm going to give everybody in the country your name and address. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm going to give you no name and address. Okay. I mean, you guys are hope that I love the hope strategists. They look the, the, the pro blacks. Come on, you're being extreme, dude. I had a triple fat, fat goose jacket that people are getting shot over right now. You're getting clapped in the street. You're getting clapped in the street for less than a hundred thousand dollars. The hope strategy is real. The hope strategy is real. What do you think? You're going to turn into economists all of a sudden? You're going to turn into an economist. And I'm not the only one that has said this. Chris Rock has said as much. Or David Chappelle, one of them. You're going to turn into professional investors all of a sudden? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> this is where they scrambling now, right? I can do some shuffling too. Look out, man. What you going to do? Look out, boys. It's coming through. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. There's dudes right now that you know got $100,000 and they got filled and Swiss cheesed up right now. I'll name them. Do you want me to name the names? Ding. Nipsey Hussle. Ding. Tupac. Ding. Notorious B.I.G. Ding. Kevin Samuels. Ding. Uh, Young Dolph. Ding. Should I Should I continue? Seems like you're not worth anything until you're dead. You become a target. Ding. Ding. Pop smoke. Ding. Do not get me started on this. They don't going to let you get very far with that money. T-Mon. Ding. Now, if I know you got an extra hundred, What's going to happen? It's not very, it's, <laughs> it's not very, it's, it's very clear to see. Ding. And not only that, if I do have a, a certain amount of money and then I actually give it to you, you guys discredit the guy because he dates white women. Ding. 
Juice World, ding. Somebody said KS. KS was sitting on a million dollars, ding. Michael Jackson, ding. I know you don't, listen, you could, and I want you to get this straight because I'm a straight shooter. I know you want to deny me so bad. You want to discredit me so bad. But I ain't been wrong yet. You know why? Because I can speak with conviction and I can see it straight for what it is. I know you want to do it and I know you're hurt. I know you will be hurt by the stuff that I say. But I don't lie. You're going to find a lot of liars here on YouTube. You're going to find a lot of liars. But I don't pledge my allegiance to anyone but myself. And with that, I owe no, I, I owe nobody nothing. Prince, ding. I will tell you what is and what it is, what is going to be. I will tell you what it's going to be. But do not come over here and tell me that I'm wrong. I'm going to be right almost every single time. <laughs> I'm going to be right. And so people, I know the pro-blacks, I don't care about race. You can have it. You can have it. I've already gave in, turned in my card. So if you want to say I'm white, I don't even identify with white people. Y'all can have all of that. Because I've left this country and realized none of that matters. That's only an American and a poor people mindset. You're the type of guy that will knock a poor white, uh, a poor trailer park trash white guy out because he called you the N-word, not even realizing he's saying it out of insecurity. But you're so dumb and you're in a better place in society that you value his opinion. That's how insecure you are as a man. And I would look at that person as a piece of trash because it's a, it's a, his opinion don't matter. You guys got to understand what it is. And don't try to derail this subject by trying to drag me down into your damn ignorance. This is a real deal here. And I tell you 100% real over here. Now, if you want to take your emotional ass back to your mother and go pee sitting down, you go do it. But what the coach says, what the coach says happens damn near every time. So don't come over here. <laughs> don't come over here and tell me I'm wrong. I ain't been wrong yet. <laughs> you wrong. <laughs> Let's get back to the show. Oh, you know what? Before we do so, we're going to do the cash apps. Thank you, man, for being so patient. Thank you, man, for being so patient. I come into the spirit here of Elijah. We don't come over here to lie. We come over here to tell the truth. And you can't handle the truth. <laughs> so go be bad. He says, coach these young ninjas. Shout out to you. We coaching you, men. All right, let me ring the bell a few more times. You want me to ring the bell a few more times or no? You want me to, you want me to take my foot off the gas? Pop smoke, ding. All right, look at your boy, Young Gunner and Young Thug. Ding. Mm. Young Gunner is a Young Thug and Gunner. They sitting up here, done lost everything. Trying to do what? Be in these streets. Of course, they made it. They got a $100,000 reparation check. And guess what? They fumbled it, trying to be back in the streets, parlaying and flipping it, playing stupid stuff. I tell you, man, you want to be mad at me, be mad at me. I'm going to tell you exactly what's going to happen, and it's exactly what happened. They about to be in federal jail. Don't get me started. Look, the scoreboard don't lie. Little, young, pump, homicide, all of them 
look, what's the other dude? Um, there was another dude. Uh, no, that was Pop Smoke. But his whole gang went down, and they got PPP money. They went and got the PPP money and flexed it on Instagram. And you're going to tell me? <laughs> Hold on. Am I lying? I got I to gotta get this right. I know you emotional, but you guys think, because the old baby boomers, you think you guys are all going to get the money and you're going to do well. These dudes got the PPP loan, flexed it on Instagram, and literally told on themselves, and they all arrested. Mm. But you're going to tell me that ain't going to happen. This is a no flex zone. No flex zone. They know better. They know better. It is unbelievable the amount of people that that, that you guys hide under your damn hoodie thinking that you guys are right, man. It's so damn crazy. It's ridiculous. I see it happening and I see it and I say, this is exactly what's going to happen. All right. Shout out to uh, Noel says, keep going, coach. I be hurting feelings out here. You guys think I have a problem um, with relationships? I'm really on this red pill journey. Is because this is what I built. It's been in my heart forever. I've questioned everything in life. I've questioned history. I've been I've been in history classes where I questioned the professor. I went up and said, "This is what you're teaching is not right." And she said, "It's in the book." I said, "The hell with that book." <laughs> That book means nothing to me. That book is written by the Rockefeller Foundation. I don't give a damn what that book is. It means nothing to me. I question the media and the news information that they disseminate. I question every reason why people have done things. I question every crumb that people are trying to help me, uh, pass to me, to try to placate me. But you don't, and you sit here and you celebrate crumbs. And the next crumb you'll celebrate is when they give everybody a check and you think everybody's just going to run to Black Wall Street and make everything a utopia. Guys, there's no such thing as a utopia. There is yin and yang. So what you think is a solution often causes another problem. Will you listen to me? This is going to be a long show. Will you listen to me? When you create a solution, you actually create more problems. You actually invite more problems, especially when it comes to money. If money is your solution, be ready for the damn uh, reverb. For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Again, let me just explain this to you. We just went over this. The $1,400 stimulus checks perhaps might be causing the increase in the inflation by 3%, meaning you gave money, but it costs us more money. Do you hear me? For you listening here, thinking that the reparation <laughs> is going to be your uh, res, uh, is going to be your savior, it's going to cause more problems. That you, it's called unintended consequences. Listen to me. There's no utopia. There's no perfect solution. If you don't aren't prepared for the consequences of every action, you're going to be floored by the opposite reaction. Okay. This goes with any everything. But you guys think, oh, everybody's going to be rich and we're good and we got paid back and everything's going to be fine. No. Absolutely not. It's going to cost something else that you don't, ex don't expect, and, but I'll expect it. And then when it shows up, you're going to be, oh, yeah. 
And not only that, you also have to know, I, I'm teaching today. You also have to know by the time I give you the money, I know how to funnel it right back to me. Let me say that again. By the time I'm ready to give you the money, I have a plan and a strategy to funnel it right back to me. I'm never going to give it to you and say, oh, damn, I lost. When I pass it out, I'm going to know I'm getting it back and I'll get it back tenfold. Remember that it's in the Bible. It's in tenfold in the Bible. With interest, I'll get it back. I'll put y'all asses on loans by getting it back. Are you kidding me? And that's what they'll do. And y'all asses will be sitting up 50 years later going, they duped us. Just like that movement that y'all got that bought them people mansions. And you're pissed off. That's the same thing's going to happen. But you're not ready for it. Come on, man. You got to understand how money works. Money's not to be given away. There's no such thing as a free lunch. Nobody going to hand you free money and let you just walk off with it. I'm going to make sure I'm going to get that back. <laughs> Trust me, I'm going to make sure I get it back. And I'm going to get it back tenfold. And I'm going to get it back with interest. Trust me. Or I'm going to get it back in lives. Or I'm going to turn people into slaves. Trust me. And if you don't listen to me, if you don't have me a part of your reparations conversation, you're, you're, making, a you're making a grave mistake. Anyway. <laughs> Shout out to Abby Santi. He says, salute CGA. We ain't stopping. All right. We ain't stopping it here. All right. Shout out to you. And you guys will crucify me because you, you operate in the spirit of, um, you operate in the spirits of, uh, damn, it slips my mind. But you guys crucify all of the truth sayers. You guys, you guys censor them and truth because it hurts what you're what they're hearing. But oftentimes what they said is true. You'll find it out 20 or 30 years later. The people who lie to you, you guys pedestalize and uh, uphold as heroes while they make martyrs of your truth speakers. Mm. Shout out to Relevant. He says, pay off debt or invest or buy the dip. I'm often the ones that say pay off debt. I cannot stand debt. Somebody says hopium and copium. Absolutely. You guys living up. The hope strategy doesn't exist for anything. I don't care what you put it on. The hope strategy doesn't exist. If you hope, it ain't going to work. All right. So I'm, I'm the person that says pay off debt. Because from there, you either pay interest or earn interest. You can't be paying significant interest while trying to invest and earn interest. Uh, you don't earn, you, you're not going to, it's, it's going to be a situation where you're paying 13, 15, 20, 30% in interest by having loans, personal loans, and then you're investing in a market that's turning over five at best 12% interest. You're making no headway. Get rid of the debt and then become an investor. And that would be my opinion. And when I say debt, I mean personal debt. Business debt is different. That's a whole different conversation, but most people aren't even in that conversation. Uh, somebody says, coach, quit my job and now full-time business owner. Congratulations to you. That is from Tandies. All right, quit his job. This is the window for that. If you're able to do it, that means you don't have debt. You have a small, you have a small footprint financially, meaning you know you can live off of $5,000 or less. You don't have kids. You don't have a wife. 
you can quit your job, start a business in five years. You you were inside of the window. Shout out to OGA. Salute from Columbus, Ohio. Brentwood or Beverly Hills. Brentwood all the way. Beverly Hills is a facade, guys. Beverly Hills is a is a it's not what you think. Okay. You guys think Beverly Hills, and you know, if you've never been to Beverly Hills, you think Beverly Hills are where all the rich people are. Um, those are rich old money, or those are people that move to Beverly Hills to look like they're rich. They're not. Okay, the rich people are not there, there's some in Beverly Hills. I'm not saying they're not there, but the rich people are in the hills behind gates, hidden hills. Okay, just letting you know, people that go to Beverly, first of all, the traffic in Beverly Hills is is abysmal. All right, the rich are in Newport Newport Hills, Laguna Hills. They're in uh, Thousand Oaks, all the way up in the cliff in the hills somewhere where your ass can't go see them. They were in Calabasas, and Calabasas has become a joke now. But uh, Calabasas was a small place where hidden hills where rich people used to hide. But uh, Beverly Hills is not in the hills. And relatively, uh, they're in the old hills, but people that move way away and up further hills away from Beverly Hills. So Brentwood is pretty close to Beverly Hills, I guess. Um, But Brentwood is a little bit more tucked away. Yeah, they're they're in Malibu Hills. All right, they're not up in Beverly Hills. So shout out to you. Some people do want to know that. Beverly Hills is not what they make it out to be. Uh, and I know people that say they're from Beverly Hills. Like girls will say, I'm from Beverly Hills. I like, I know you ain't not from Beverly Hills. You're not. <laughs> There's no way you're not. All right. There's not even a place where you would be from. You live in Inglewood. <laughs> you don't live in Beverly Hills. Shout out to King Smith, the actual King Smith. Yesterday's live was hilarious. Keep them coming. We'll try. Pause. Who else is in here? Swagless Monk says, uh, look forward to the video today, sir. At ease. Thank you, sir, man. Yeah, man. We, you know, this video took a little bit of a turn because I had to address some trolls that got their feelings hurt. But I tell no lies. You get your feelings hurt. Don't mean I'm wrong. (laughs) But look, the evidence is right there. You have enough data to make the decision. But, you know, you can hope. You can hope when they handed out welfare checks, they sure did push enough crack in the in the neighborhood at the same time. They used to say the eagle has landed. They would push welfare checks in same damn day. The drug dealers that have enough weight on them to get that money back. We've been here before. <laughs> shout out to Raphael says shout out to the coach gang. A hundred percent. We've already done this dance. Where we at? Shout out to Raphael. Simon Small is in the building. Many thanks. Keep up the great work. Any of you guys were around in the 80s, you saw it. First and 15th, them, them people would be standing on the corner selling rocks and smoking weed. Right when them checks came through the mail. I mean, soon as the check hit, people was flooding the block. We've been here. And don't think it will be any different. It just will be something new. I remember it. I was there. I lived it. All right. Shout out to Yura. He says business slowed down, had to increase ad spend. All right. So, uh, yeah. Well, one thing you guys got to know about business owner, being a business owner is that you're going to have waves in your business. So ride the waves when they're good. 
And then when they're bad, you guys be, be better be prepared for the wave to end or crash or crest. So uh, when you're doing good, don't expect those times to last. There will be bad times in your business and you must have done well with your money to actually survive the bad times. I know people that do well in real estate when real estate is actually tanking. So they actually do better when it's tanking. Some people do better when real estate is thriving. But whatever side you're on business-wise, you must be prepared for the crest. You must be prepared for the crash. And then that way you can steady the course in your business, right? Somebody says it's Long Beach, the hood. There's two sides of Long Beach. There's second, there's ocean, there's second street, there's Belmont Shores, there's ocean. And then there's everything on the side of Long Beach, Wilson and Long Beach Poly High School. So there's two parts of Long Beach. If you want to be on side of the good side of Long Beach, be on second uh, Avenue, second street in Belmont Shores. Okay. It's a mixed bag. All right. So, it, but it ain't that far away from each other. So that's the other part of it. People down in this side can get to that side pretty swiftly. Shout out to your, you got to be ready. Shout out to DGC more, a Costa Mesa coffee for the coach. All right. Shout out to Costa Mesa, California. All right. Where we at? I love Costa Mesa. I don't really, I try to stay away from Costa Mesa, but anyway, shout out to uh boob says, thanks for the knowledge. Appreciate you. Uh, let's see. It's Devoni. Simon, we're going to call you Devoni coach at age 25. Should I PUA pay for play or be a swinger? Um, man, peace leave will have men going crazy in life. I'm going to tell you, boy, there's nothing like that catnip. There's nothing like catnip, man. The cat has us go. Why should I chase the cat? Nothing but the dog in me. Nothing but the dog in me. Woo. <laughs> right. So are you rich? All right, chill the hell out. Swinging lifestyle is not for everybody. All right, it's not for everybody. So you guys got, I've experienced almost all types of lifestyle, almost. All right, at least once. And, but pause, not that. All right, I've done the little swinging. I've done the little uh, situation where, um, you know, I, I've had that. I've seen open relationships. I've been in the open relationships, pay for play. Yeah, I've done that. I've done the player PUA, Matt. I've done marriage and divorce. Let me just tell you, it's a bad, what do you like and what don't you like? I've done monk mode. Um, monk mode is necessary. Let me just tell you, there's no perfect response to that. It's about your time and your energy, your attention and your money. What do you want to put it towards? What I've determined is over 45 years, investing in women is the dumbest thing I could ever have done. It has yielded me the least returns. I know people don't want to hear that. Anytime that I've taken something and invested either financially, emotionally, or time-wise, it has yielded me negative returns. Mm. Negative. I mean, I went in the red. <laughs> I was like, I could have put my money Somewhere else. I could have put my time somewhere else. It has yielded debt. Debt. Sometimes it's yielded destruction and debt. D-E-B-T and D-E-A-T-H. <laughs> I've lost homes, house. I've lost my whole damn status. I've lost, I've lost my mind. 
trying to deal with trying to invest in women in a way of emotional attention wise in time and money. I know I will never do that. Look, if we'll have a we're we'll, we'll have a good time for as long or as short as the time need be, meaning it could be for 15 minutes, an hour, a month, three months, three years, or it can be for zero. Either way, I'm focused on, I got my eyes on the prize. So swinging sounds nice until you're in it. The fantasy is much better than the reality. I'm going to just let you know that because there's a hierarchy in swinging as well. There's a hierarchy in pay-for-play. There's a hierarchy in PUA. All right. There's a hierarchy in playerism. Most people do not get, and they refuse to get it, that they're spending significant time, which equals money, trying to be a player out here. And it becomes to the point where it actually affects your money and it affects your ability or desire to earn money. Guys, look, when you bust and you roar, do, do you get up and go to work? <laughs> do you get up and go to work? Do you get up and say, I'm extra motivated? Do you get up and do that? And the worst thing you can do is use that roar on a low quality person, meaning the, the woman's not all that, right? But you got this hint of success and gratification. And no, you sit there and you go to sleep. You sit there and you, be, you become satisfied with yourself. And then eventually what you're going to do is you're going to go try it again because you're unsatisfied with the woman you wasted your seed on and your venom on that previous time. And you can't be satisfied. So you go out there and you do it again, night after night, day after day, waiting for the payoff. Guess what? There's no payoff. <laughs> You'll never be satisfied. There's not enough women on this earth that could satisfy you as a man. So if you put that ahead of everything else, like, look, it's men. Let me just tell you. I mean, you think you'll be satisfied with a woman. But after you're done and completed it, 15 minutes later, you'll want another woman. <laughs> or the next day you wake up, you'll want another one. Or you'll want a niece another shot at the one that you had. And then you'll get one. And then guess what? You'll want another one. And then you'll get it again. And then you'll want another one. So then what I'm telling you is then what? But what is it giving back to you? It's just giving you back a feeling. Is it rewarding you? Is it paying you? Is it giving? The chase for women will never end. You'll never be satisfied. You're only going to hurt yourself in the end. Just, just chill out. Go pad your bank account. Go live in abundance. Go be successful. Go get some life experiences. And the byproduct of that is going to be women, but it's not going to be a vice. Some of you guys are addicted to peace leave. Listen, you need to be honest. I never thought I would ever say that in my life, but some of you guys are addicted to either the chase, the desire. I get it. I'm, we're biologically hardwired for that. But you got to put it in perspective at some point. You got to put everything in perspective. Yeah, the nut is great. The chase and the conquer is great. But I can't put it ahead of everything. Somebody says, take a year off from chasing hoes. You guys got to take it, take it, take a year off. Take six months off. Turn it off. Turn the dating apps off. Turn the Instagram off. Delete your Instagram. 
if women are that much of a thing where you just got to be constantly scrolling and liking and following, you need to delete it. It's time to delete it. And you better look at your freaking bank account and be realistic about yourself. Because I'm a type of guy that does not care how many women you smash. It means zero to me because I've had my fun. <laughs> I've had my fun, gentlemen. And let me tell you, next day I woke up and I wanted another one. And I finally realized I got to get control of this thing. <laughs> I got to get control of this thing. I got to put some other desire in front of me that I can actually pay me as opposed to going. And let me just say this here. There's only so many, there's only so many attractive women and there's only so many attractive women that you will have opportunities with. So none of you guys are going to, every time you lie with a woman, she be attractive. The numbers don't work like that. The, the numbers don't work that way. There's not that many attractive women on planet Earth breathing. And with that being said, there's not that many that you'll get an opportunity with. So let's just say if you have a body count of 100, 80 were busted. Damn near 70 or 80 were not good looking. Just on the numbers alone. And I'm telling you, and I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt. I guarantee you, if you're a pookie, 90% of them were broke, busted, and disgusting. 90% of them were subpar in the looks category. There were nothing to write home about. And there were nothing to brag on. So let's just keep it in perspective here. <laughs> and I don't want to hear, no, not mine. 90% were good looking. It's a lie. There's no possible way. There's not that many good looking women on earth. There's no way. You ever heard of the bell-shaped curve? The bell-shaped curve determines that there's only so many that are A students and so many that are F students. Everyone else is B, C, and D. <laughs> Everyone else is somewhere in the average to above or below average category. That's where everybody is. There's no way you holding out and banging run through 200 hot women. There's no way. <laughs> they were all eights. So let's just be honest with ourselves as men. And men, do not come over here. You don't have to lie to kick it. All right. I've seen some of these sweat hogs y'all be running around with. I mean, I've seen people brag about some hot girls they with, and they come around, and I'm like, is this indicative of the hot women that you've been getting? Not only that, if you live in a small, small city, meaning a million or less, I can almost guarantee you 90% of your body count is disastrous. <laughs> I mean, 90% is an absolute shit show. And you can be bad at me or not. If you don't live, if you live in a city, Kansas City, San Antonio, Milwaukee, Indianapolis, you know, in these little cities that think they're big cities. Um, <laughs> Cincinnati, uh, what do you call it? <laughs> Where are we at? Uh, so anyway, I can guarantee you 90% of your body count is deplorable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tupelo, you know, these cities, these cities are like, we're the big city. Well, you are to the small town people that come into the big city for the football game. All right, but. San Antonio ain't little. Look, name the 10 biggest cities in America. San Antonio ain't on it. So it's small. Yeah, Birmingham, Baltimore, Portland, Oregon. These are all small 
these are all small towns. These are all just like small cities. Stockton, Fresno, Green Bay, Milwaukee. All right, somebody's saying San Antonio's growing. Yes, it is. San Antonio's growing, yes. Albuquerque, yeah, the Albuquerque, you're like, oh, I'm, in, I'm from Albuquerque. Oh. Albuquerque? Yikes. I like to diss cities, by the way. Don't take it personal. Uh, Lucifer says, Big Shirley wants to get in your 9-11 coach. Oh, man, that's tough. Um, you know, one thing that I will tell you guys is move to a wealthy neighborhood with a cul-de-sac or a gated community or get a fancy car. Um, It's got to be top 10 or no top 10, top 10, San Antonio's 30. No, they're number 12. Oh, San Antonio. Okay. All the, all the people, um, all the people that are talking about San Antonio. Have you been to San Antonio? All the people talking about San Antonio. Have you been to San Antonio? Yes or no. All right. Just let me know. Yes or no. Go to San Antonio. So, um, let's get back to what I was talking about. Move to, move to a good neighborhood. Move to a gated community, move to a suburban neighborhood, and then get a nice car. Then the next thing you do is then when people can see you in clear, broad daylight, bring some of these straggle daggles that you mess with to your neighborhood. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> yeah, San Antonio ain't nothing to write home about, man. Um. If you move to a nice community, I guarantee you, you will up your criteria and you will up your criteria in women. You know why? Because you'll embarrass yourself if you don't. <laughs> I guarantee you, 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 you will, because by virtue of where you are and what kind of car you have, you will not do low quality things. I'm just telling you, and I'm not saying that these women don't deserve these things, but what's going to happen is your reputation going to go, hmm, I now have this, v I can't put certain type of people in this vehicle. I can't go into the VIP section, not the VIP. I can't valet park my car. Where everybody else valet parks their car and they step out with ironing boards, models, good-looking young girls, junior college girls, they, and then out comes your car. <laughs> Some woman you met on Plenty of Fish. Let me just rephrase it. Let me give you another one. You go shop at the South Coast Plaza. And you go take your girlfriend that you think is good enough, but you now go take her to South Coast Plaza. Now, when you go to South Coast Plaza, you're going to see top-notch bras walking around there, sugar babies and all of that. Top-notch rich Asians and Middle Eastern chicks. And you're going to parade your girl that you met on Tinder that got out of your 9-11 in valet in front of everybody. You're going to parade. Uh, instantly, your taste and quality is going to 
jump up and skyrocket. You're going to be like, this. there's no way I can be seen with this person. <laughs> you will literally walk through your neighborhood. The, this person will drive up to your gated community and say your name and address. I'm going to go see Greg at address X, Y, and Z. And they are going to say, damn. <laughs> They're going to be like, this what you bringing in? The gate, the dude at the gate knows every person that goes to visit everybody. And they're going to be like, man, you you a damn shame for bringing these people in the community. And not only that, your neighbor's going to be peeking out the window. Woo! I guess it's true. Brothers do like big girls. And let me just tell you, it to get in and out of these vehicles, you're going to have to be in shape. You're going to have to have good knees, and you're going to have to fit in the bucket seats. I know people don't know that. These vehicles are low. So if you have a 911, a Ferrari, a Porsche, if you have a souped-up Tesla, if you have any one of these cars, all right, a low, a low. These cars are low. They're low to the ground. Meaning they're tough to get out. You have to roll out of the car, or you have to orient. You can't swing your legs in these cars. You can't swing your legs because they're bucket racer seats. <laughs> so you can't swing your legs and just step out of the car. You're going to need leverage, especially if you have high heels or if you have your weights not counterbalanced. And then to get out of this car, you're going to need help, all right? To get in the car, you're going to have to fall in under control and fall into the bucket seats. I'm just letting you know, you can't be big in these cars. Like you, even a guy, even if you're a male, and you're six foot four, you can't be driving most of these cars. You can't drive them. It's just too bad. You can't. <laughs> uh, I need a live demonstration. So if you get a girl off a of tender and plenty of fish, they're not fitting in that car. Unfortunately, I can't tell you. I, 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 I'm, I'm the bearer of bad news. They're not fitting in that car. Or they're not going to get in very easily. Or when they get in, they're going to look like they are overfilling the seat. So immediately you're going to go, well, I'm going to have to get somebody representative of the worth of this vehicle. Why do I have the vehicle if I'm going to continue to date like I'm driving a Honda Accord? You're eventually going to figure out and change and adapt. Why pay X amount of dollars per month and still date on plenty of fish? <laughs> I struggle getting out of in and out of this car and I'm compact. But I get in and out of the car moaning and groaning. Oh, <laughs> sometimes when I record videos for uh YouTube for my vlog in the 9-11, I stop recording myself getting in and out of the car because it's not pretty. You literally gotta roll out, tuck, grunt, put a hand on the ground. Keep your balance. It ain't easy getting out of and out of that car. So if you have high heels and your legs rubbing together, it's gonna be a disaster. You're gonna be like, "Good Lord, have mercy." And I don't mean I'm not mean meaning this to be mean, but it literally is the truth. So <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. People are super duper mad at me related to this particular truth. Um, I think somebody got called out for something similar to this. I thought some. I think some rapper said that he was ex. 
a certain height. And they were like, you can't even fit in the car that you're claiming you drive. Right. So he was too big of a male to even fit in that type of car. So you, you better go get you a big old Bentley. You're not about to drive no Ferrari. Have you ever been in a Ferrari? The shit is like a damn rocket, right? You're sitting in there like this. The head, the damn, I'm small in a Ferrari and the roof was right here on my head. And it was closed in. There's no back seat. It's all like a wall right back here. So there ain't nothing. Let me swing back and put my purse. No. Everything's right here in front of you, right here. And you sitting in there like this, like you about to take off in a rocket. The steering wheel's right here. You're like, <laughs> right? It ain't no damn, it ain't no joke. You sitting in there tight. So if you're if you're out, if you're out of shape, there's no way you're getting in that car. No way. This is why those dudes date ironing boards. That's why rich dudes with Bugattis dating small women and petite women. There's no way. It's like a damn fighter jet cockpit. That's what it is. You packed in there like sardines. Go try it out. It's it's going to open your mind. You're going to go, there's no way. I can't date anybody on Tinder with this car. They got to be all sugar babies. Petite foldable. <laughs> um, that's just the reality of the situation. I know I'm not trying to be mean. I, people think I'm being mean, but I'm just telling you it's the truth. And that's why you change your taste in women. But... But if you don't want, like if you can't date petite foldable women, get yourself a big Ford Expedition with Latrell Spruro rims and you're good. Get you a Chevy Tahoe and you're good. Get you a big ass. Not even the um, not even the G-Wagon's gonna do good. You gotta get you not even the Range Rover, just get you a big Cadillac SUV, and you can have all the thickum snickums you want. <laughs> I don't know, man. I I tell too much truth and it gets me in trouble. Shout out to Jose V. He says, going to buy all the formula here and resell it. Now, that is a man that knows how to flip the money. Oh, my goodness. Jay, Jay Bodie with the sponsorship. Gas with the Porsche. That is definitely one fill up. Appreciate you for the support today, man, for this message. It's a very, very important message. It's a very, very important message. All right. Thank you, man. I don't know what to say. Shout out to Juan Primeras. Apple's head of ML just quit because office mandates. Oh, that's another reason why people are quitting. I forgot to even go over that. There's other stuff we can go over at another time. But yes, that the mandates are causing people to quit and make, make it. They're going, okay, what else can I do? The head of Apple's ML. I'm not sure the marketing. What, what part department is that? But these mandates are making people quit. So that's going to make it difficult for you to get into this game. Damian Bird says, keep doing what you do. Appreciate you. You can't handle the truth, says my man uh, Jeffrey Boys will call you. I know I'm giving some government names out. You can't handle the truth. What's up, coach? You can use my real name. Peace. We're going to call you GH. Thank you, sir. Edward A, you got to diversify with your money, gents. Yes, diversify. I know you got to be diversified. I know people want to go all in on crypto and all this stuff. If you put, somebody might be able to do the math. If you put in $100 in crypto during the dip, the last dip, you probably broke right now. But it's part of the game. Okay, so you got to find ways to diversify your money, calculate your risk, have a risk assumption, do a risk assessment, evaluate what you want. 
uh, diversify, buy land, and, you know, real estate is what makes the world go round in the United States. I think that's number one. But the markets are somewhere number two. But if you don't know what you're doing, guys, there's guys that are on Wall Street that know how to clean your little clock. Okay, so if you don't know what you're doing and you don't know what to do with money. Okay, um, I don't know what to tell you. I can't give you advice on this market because if I do, it's going to be insider trading. But with that being said, people are making millions of dollars on inside trading or something like that. So be careful. People know how to short markets. People know how to pump and dump stocks. Um, a lot of money was pumped into these stocks during the pandemic to make the market a little bit more palpable for people to invest in. But now you can see there's going to be a little bit of a downturn, obviously, because it's a house of cards. Um, people thought the market was healthy, but they pumped a lot of money in there. Um, look it up yourself. I, I didn't bring up the thing here. I don't know. Um, but it was re very relevant up front that that's what they were doing. Right. They they put it they pumped up the market and inflated it artificially for you to continue to invest in it and believe in it. And these people became very wealthy doing this. Nancy Pelosi got the damn investor of the year. How does that make sense? I mean, come on, man. Like, tomorrow, how does that make sense? You're a politician and you got investor of the year while everybody you was, you know, allegedly getting information. You was be able to sit in hearings, sit at meetings and whatnot and run right to your damn stock portfolio. You know, weird, man. So that's definitely weird. So again, this is a system. This is a transfer of wealth and a system that is making wealthy people wealthier. And at the same time, the window's closing and it's making broke people broke. You're going to be, if you're a, a stimulus check collector, you're broke. I, I mean, not everybody that collected a stimulus check is broke because what people did, uh, people did at the same time they had LOCs. And they were able to write down and write off taxes and claim a small income and qualify for a STEMI check. They also took PPP loan at the same time. Guys, this is a game and there's no morals in this game. Okay. I want people to understand that. This is why I'm on the dark side. I'm on the dark side on everything. It's not just women and relationships. You guys will learn that about me. You guys will learn that. You guys just think I'm going to just pan. Um, and, and be a stand for black issues. I'm not going to be that guy. I'm a little bit realistic about life. Okay. I'm not a stand on anything, but I'm looking at it going, there's no morality in this. If you're waiting for morality to show up, wait, Larry Bird's not walking through that door fans. Kevin McHale's not walking through that door and Robert Parrish is not walking through that door. And if you expect them to walk through the door, they're going to be gray and old. Stick with me on this point. Morality's gone. It died. Uh, there was a time where we were very staunch Puritans in this country. This is what this country was founded on. It's dead. We now have movies that are, um, we, we now have movies that are pumping and promoting witchcraft. They're showing you images of, um, I forget what pentagrams. They're pushing this as normal in your society. You're seeing young people embrace this particular culture. The church died. Church is dead. All right. And it ain't coming back. They sold out. 
Um, so you, you can forget about that. Talk, talking about the Christian church is dead. All right. Um, I, I, I'm, I, I'm sad to see it go, but it's done. Uh, so, um, you know, you can still be of faith. I'm not saying your faith is done, but the church is done. Uh, your ability to control your kids and raise them is done. If you put a if you put a mobile phone in their hand at the age of six, eight, they're gone. Um, if they're going to a public school, most of them they'll be subjected to indoctrination and they'll be led in a direction that you did not intend. They're done. Family is almost done. I mean, family, come on. Family is is hard to even hold on to. That's actually a opposite effect of traditional families. They're they're actually pushing against traditional families. Done. Right? So with it being said, I watched the movie and I'm sitting there and I remember growing up, my mother would not ever let me watch something that had witchcraft. You know, she I grew up with parents that grew up in the Kojic churches. And so I'm sitting in the movie theater with people who are completely ignorant about what these industries could do to you by creeping in these ideas. I'm watching pentagrams and witchcraft and sorcery. Almost all of these movies have it. Um, I'm, I don't want to name names. But every Potter and Arvel and DC and come on. Come on. You're watching this and you get this to seep into your spirit. This is not good. Yeah, Twilight and uh the the the, 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 the damn uh, uh there was another witchcraft series Blair not Blair witch um what was the one the little girl was on um the, a lot of the witchcraft and sorcery come on the batman this is just not this is this is a spirit and the energy that whether you want to believe it or not is the dominant in our culture today it's the dominant most of the movies has an anti-hero Meaning the the hero is actually the villain, but we make him the hero, <laughs> right? We make him the hero. Uh, wrestling does this. Wrestling did this for a long time uh, with the NWO themselves, where they were the bad guys, but they were cheered. Uh, we also have movies, you know, Breaking Bad has done this. So let's just put things in perspective. Put things in perspective. If you think morality is going to win in this day and age, you're out of your mind. It's gone. Yeah, Thanos. Thanos was the anti-hero. Thanos represented in the movie. He was right philosophically. Just the way he carried it out was wrong. <laughs> People end up cheering Thanos. Doctor Strange is a witch, a wizard. Man, come on, man. Yeah, Deadpool is bad but good at the same time. So we we live in a country where morality is being eroded. On a, on a level that you will never, ever have seen in our culture because people don't have wisdom and understanding of, of what how impactful these things are to the spirit of people, right? And so you guys go out here and think this is entertainment, but these people know what they're doing. They're pushing this into your head, right? Then your young girls grow up in the witch doctrine, right? They're doing this, and this is intentional, and they let your guard down. And they surrender. They had you surrender your kids to these outside forces while you went and pursued jobs. So I could focus on my career. Now your kids 
are playing with Ouija boards and all of this stuff, you know. This isn't in the morality category at all. And so you better not ever accuse me of being the person who caused this. I know you want to put blame on person, um, but um, guys, you did this to yourself. With that being said, the the anti the, the way to get around in this country. Morality ain't going to win until Cheese himself parts them clouds and comes down on a white ho horse holding a lightning bolt. Other than that, you, yeah, the thought, the embracing of that culture, the, the seeking arrangement girls, the sugar daddy, girls are making it right now by lying on their backs. Not 80% of girls, but I can say 20% are, if not 30. All right, that number is, it's well, it's certainly 20. And if you want to say the girl that have tried it, it's 30. Anyone under age 30 and below, I would venture to say 30% have done Something like this. We're we're kind of going backwards with things. So um, I I just want to tell you, it's not my fault. <laughs> Don't blame me. You just got to be awake and aware of what's going on. Once you are awake and aware, you realize that um, the people who you celebrated led you down this path. And the people who warned you that you were afraid of hearing this information from, um, these are the people who you should have been listening to. You know? <laughs> yeah, what a weird, what, we live in a weird time in the weird world. You know, there's a girl that turned 18 and uh, by the time she hit 19, she made $50 million. Showing her body parts. And you're blaming me? You're, you're blaming me? Okay, you know? I didn't create this. This is the culture that you guys ushered in and you voted it in, you ushered it in or and you let your guard down. And now I get to tell you about you yourself. <laughs> it is what it is. Now, not only that, there's optimism here. And I gave you solutions, by the way. And there's too many guys that are literally being led by their anatomy and their, their biology and they know nothing else. Some of the most popular YouTubers on this here are men that constantly talk about women either getting them or whatever. Now, I mean, as a younger man, I can understand this desire, but as a man that has been there and done that, I'm going to tell you, it produces very little. It's for a 15-minute orgasmic bliss. After that, you'll be back to doing uh, some sort of chasing this desire. You'll never quench the thirst, and it'll actually ruin you before it makes you a man. Sad thing, man. Somebody says, did he just say 50 million? I did. Her name is Bad Baby. Bad Baby. Bad Baby. Turned 18 and became a 50 millionaire. <laughs> Shout out to Joshua King. He says, thanks, coach. Appreciate you, man. All the people who are the hope strategists, they're leaving. Who is in here? Power. He says, public lighting and power. Get rich, boys. Shout out to Joel F. Uh, public lighting and power. Yes, invest in some of these utilities and whatnot. Uh, that's where people are getting rich. By the way, we're going to go through a drought again in California. They're telling us to use 35% less of water all summer than we normally use. For the, he says, they got crazy eyes, coach. 
um, you glass lineups. Who got crazy eyes? The people that be under the uh, sunglasses or whatnot? Shout out to Danny T. He says, hey, bro, San Antonio is big as F now. Shout out to San Antonio. I know, man. I, you know, I had to throw San Antonio under the bus today. What's your thoughts on New Orleans, coach? New Orleans went through a great big gentrification after the hurricane. Great place to go visit. I wouldn't say to live there. But again, that's another one of those situations that you guys don't, you guys let happen. And then these people become wealthy and rich. And then you think, oh, reparations is going to be your solution. I'm like, you guys literally get land taken from you on a regular. What makes you think that they're not going to take your check too? They have a plan for you. And by the time, uh, guys, um, I'm giving you guys too much information. Thanks for all the support. Here's a bit of information that you know. All land development is planned. Almost all land development is planned at least 20 years in advance. All, almost all, now sometimes there could be like a tornado or something like that or a hurricane or a flood. And then they do, but all planned developments are planned decades in advance. Meaning when you see a mall and a university and a suburb and a shopping mall, strip mall, strip center, if you see those things pop up, these, pe these people have developed them and surveyed the land and the soil and everything for a decade or two. This is what you have to understand. So when something pops up, it doesn't just pop up. When they gentrify the neighborhood, it doesn't just happen. They plan it. They rezone. They redistrict. They invest. They survey. They scrape down lands and all of that. And then they do it. By that time, the people who've been sitting here dumb as hell, deaf, dumb, and blind, they move your ass over here, and they give you a little bit of hope. They they invoke the um the act of um government. Uh, what is it called here? Uh, it, it slipped in my mind. I have a real estate license, but um, eminent domain. They use eminent domain against you. They increase the rents on you. And then they push your ass out. <laughs> you ain't ready. It's the same as thing as farmland. They take, far it's like growing a crop. Farmland, you got to grow it over time. They don't just say, all right, plant the seeds. Oh, the fruits are here tomorrow. Same thing they're going to do when they give you your reparation check. I'm warning you. They're going to have it planned. They plan in 20 years in advance before they cut it. And they will have all of that back tenfold by the time you by the time the check lands in your hand, understand, or you bet you're going <laughs> to, somebody says, have I seen the documentary 2000 mules? No, I'll check it out. They don't just take losses. Nobody's taking losses here. Nobody's just going to print out checks and take a loss and write it off. Or if they do take the loss, they will have it written off before your ass get the check in your hand. All right, shout out to uh, Dust says, great show. Keep giving us knowledge. Appreciate you. I got to really, we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, tuition to CGA University. Shout out to Bobby Sneed in the building. Sorry for the government name details. But look up land development. Look up land development. Look up all of that. It, it, this, these plans are in the plans for decade. If, if at least a decade or if not two. They don't just put malls and universities and stuff, just happy happenstance. Yeah, not all plans will happen, though. Not all plans will happen.
doesn't mean they ain't planning it. Uh, let's see here. We're going to do the PayPal's last. Uh, let's see here. Oh, Vans, you sent a little bit of money back. Did I get Alexander G? He did. He says, I accidentally sent a money request earlier. Just noticed it. Here's my $20 donation. This is my request for a shout out or uh, and a hit it or quit it. Sorry for the confusion. Shout out to all the nasty boys who like them long back. They flat back. They burn checked it, iron and boarded, served boarded. Fence plank type of Kaylee's and shout out to them strong and independent ghetto straddle straggle daggles who need no man for uh from the sheep shed bay houses on the north strand avenue near the family dollar aldi and the flaming grill all you can eat buffets wow with all kind of delicious goodies fried and roasted meats and sea creatures up for grab shun wow and all the bottom feeding shrimp and catfish they seem didn't seem to like your like you referred to them as busted pillsbury cans on the radio coach please run a hit it or quit it and he listed some women i will check it out shout out to mr gamer MGTOW gamer all right shout out to you i did give a little bit of your information out but you got you had a lot to say there i appreciate you brother that was pretty funny all right mr setsana says great show as always coach keep up the good work setsana in the building we got two more Shout out from, oh, four more. Vans is in the building. Appreciate you sending some money back. Coach, most of Jamaica has no water due to the water commission striking to get a raise in pay. Inflation is about 11% here. You guys better save your money and buy essentials like water, milk, tin, and dry foods, et cetera. If you can afford them, this is no joke anymore. Winter is coming. And he's in Jamaica, which is highly dependent on tourism and they didn't get a lot of tourism although i know a lady that was just in jamaica who had some fun and smoked a whole bunch of blunts she told me but uh it's going to increase but of course there's going to be repercussions from the economy um so we're going to call him kevin he says uh i do not remember if you um mentioned this in previous blue chip mindset videos is it possible for someone who is employed to move to, to the investor level, I make decent money, have no wife, no kids, no major financial hardships, but I don't know if I have an entrepreneurial mindset. Maybe this is a coaching call. Yes. So in the cash flow quadrant, you don't have to go from employee to self-employed to business to investor. You can go from employee to investor. And uh, if you don't know any particular things, like, you know, if you're not an entrepreneur, investing is the best way to get returns, investing in stocks that have uh, dividends, invest in things like real estate. You don't have to do anything. You can hire property managers and invest in real estate over time to where you have 10, 20, 30 properties and you get a result. So you don't have to be an entrepreneur in that level. Mr. Charles says, CGA, how, how long do you think we have to prepare or to gain success? What's the timetable? Uh, be prepared to eat plates of shit for three years at least minimally okay yeah you can become a hard money lender um i would say be prepared to when you when you take the avenue to change from employee mindset set to shifting to be prepared to eat plates plates and plates of of crap right so if you have less 
baggage and less dead weight, it'll be faster for you. If you're intentional and you don't have vices, it'll be faster for you. If you have dead weight, ex-wives, baby mamas, kids, houses, if you have a house, that's dead weight, okay? And you're trying to be an entrepreneur, but you got to make that mortgage payment, it's going to take longer. But over time, it helps. So after three, four, five years, then the next 20 years is going to be fantastic with waves and crests and peaks and all of that stuff. But you got to dig out of it. I think you got to dig out of it. But you got to eliminate vices. This is old free agent lifestyle. Sometimes women, they're, women are vices, um, unfortunately. And, um, you know, you can be overconsumed with them. So you got to have, the, you got to get rid of the drugs, get rid of the alcohol, put the women down for a solid minute and focus. Guys, it literally is a shift. It's a paradigm shift. And by the time you get to year 10, People are going to look at you and go, how did you do it? How did you do it? You got to cut family off too. You got to cut them off. And they're going to say, how did you do this? And you're going to say, I sacrificed and I risked. And then the last thing you're going to do is you're going to be, you're not going to want to bring people in that are going to drain your bank account because you remember the sacrifice and risk that you took to get there. You ate plates of crap. You drove a dust, dusty vehicle. Um, you you didn't go out and date. You didn't go to the club and shake your ass. You didn't go on vacation. You didn't date. You didn't um, eat out for dinner. You didn't go to the doctor and get a checkup. You didn't go to the dentist. You cut your own hair in the mirror. And then people are going to come with their paw out, and they're going to say, hey, you owe me, or date me now because I'm, I'm a hot woman and you got money. You're going to be like, hell with you. So... <laughs> You'll be like, I'll pay your ass for a damn quick visit. And then I got money. You can go back to them streets. <laughs> I'm a little bit, a little hardcore for these guys. Shout out to Juan Ornella. He says, loving these sticks, crypto prices, D-Y-O-R, all right? Or stocks. He says, sticks. Loving these stocks and crypto prices. Yes, there's a discount going on. Eric Cardi, I'm a I'm for Isabella Moner feet picture break coach. <laughs> I don't know who Isabella Moner is, uh, but feet picture break. We're almost at the end. We got to wrap it up. Plus, my my cleaning crew is coming in right now. Pause. The ladies are coming to clean coach's house. They're just outside the door. Um. Hey, there's no such thing as an overnight success. And even if there is, you got to be careful because if you get success overnight, you don't realize how what it took and what you sacrificed to get there, and then you'll blow it. We got our man, uh, last one, Francis C. says, Coach, inflation hit 70% in Turkey. Is that possible? And that's the latest inflation number in the U.S. that came out recently. They are worse than projected. And Brandon is planning on writing more checks Invest in hard assets now. Is that possible? 70% in Turkey? Yikes. What a world we live in. What a world we live in. It's an interesting time, but the window's closing. And the men and women who have money, they're taking advantage of it. Last couple, I thought. Jonathan C., I just got me too at work and got let go. Damn. Never date at work. Stop, leave them work girls alone. 
Do not go to work and say, man, coach, there's this hot girl at work. Leave her be. Ignore her or just be polite and cordial. Guys, the hot girl at your work in school is probably average as hell. <laughs> you know why she's hot? Because she looked better than Karen, Tamika, Boonquisha. She looked hotter than everybody else. I guarantee you, you put her in a nightclub, she averages hell. Not only that, you don't know her personal life. You know nothing about her. And you're going to lose your job for a girl, a piece of peace leave at work that you're barely going to be able to touch. Leave the work girls alone. Your job is not worth it. And she's average. Guys, I'm telling you, man, she looks good because everybody at your job looks miserable. I had to learn that over time. I had to learn that. That's why she looks so good. Because look at everybody else. Doxy Trash, thanks, CGA. We stand with you. Thank you. Appreciate you, man. Oh, man, we had to hurt. We had to hurt some feelings to do. I hate hurting men's feelings today, but I had to do it. Deadly Ellie saw Kaylee begging in the streets. He says they run out of simps. Yeah. I got a Kaylee right now begging. And you would think she would be able to get whatever she wants. Is she out here begging? She out here begging. You're going. Man, I tell you, man, when you go to the dark side, you get a wake up call. You get a wake up call. I literally, I literally have gotten awoken to what's going on. And it basically, it turns me off. It turns me off. I'm like, boy, there's much more important things in life than women because a lot of them are in struggles on like right now. Financially, I'm not, I'm not demeaning them, but they are. If they're under 30, they struggle in. And they are doing anything. And I mean anything to stay alive. Ha, 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 ha. Staying alive. And it's a crazy world out here. And guys, it's going to get worse in the next five years. A shout out to the coach gang. Appreciate y'all for being here. Sorry for hurting feelings today. We'll get back to the fun tonight. And we out of here. Peace. I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs and I just, I'm just using it. All I got to do is put my card in. And that's it. And put the pin number and boom, money just comes right out.